0: welcome to think big with dan and kasim join hosts dan melnick and kasim masood as they explore big ideas limitless possibilities and engage with visionaries entrepreneurs and thought leaders who dare to dream big get inspired motivated and find practical tips for personal growth think big dream bigger and ignite your potential Welcome to Think Big with Dan and Kasim, and our guest today is William. So William, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us what you do for a living and where you live.
1: All right. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, uh, I'm a Canadian, I'm a Canuck, love it. But what I do for a living is I actually, I, I work in healthcare right now, but on the side, what I do is I run a lead generation agency. It's still in the startup phase, but I'm making some big moves. I've made a bit of money so far, things are going good. Um, yeah, it's, that's basically it for me. And yes, my real name is William Stoic. It's not a branding. I got to just actually say that because people keep thinking Stoic and Stoicism, right? But it's just my name, bro.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. So what made yeah. you want to go ahead and start this agency while working full time? Well,
1: the main thing is, I, I have a dream, right? I, I want to... I want to be successful. I want to be the type of guy that can retire his mom. The like, I want to be able to give my future kids, the world, my wife, the world. I want to be that guy, the guy that can actually change things that can create, that can make the world slightly better. And I realized working in healthcare, man, I work long hours. It kind of sucks if I'm being honest though, don't get me wrong. I love my residents, but uh, working these long hours, and making barely 50K a year, you can't really change things. You can't really do a lot to change the world or help your family out. So I gotta, I gotta start creating and I gotta build this.
0: Awesome. So who inspires you? Like, What made you wanna make this change?
1: Oh God, there's so many names I can think of. For lead generation specifically, there's these two guys that I'll name. So there's this Finnish man and his name is Levi. Um, He is a straight up killer, the dude, he's pretty young, and yet he's making unfathomable amounts of money insane. And he's humble. He always goes out of his way to help people. I want to be the type of guy when I build my personal brand up to the level his is at, where I'm still replying to the small accounts. They're asking, you know, entry level questions that that type of man. I just massively respect that. And then we have Gus, um, uh, his name is, uh, does, I, I don't know his last name, but I joined a community with him recently and it's just a free community. And then there's a paid tier as well. Um, he's amazing. These guys, they go out of their way to help people, even without expecting anything in return. These guys are the thing that uh, they're, they're, what made me focus so hard on lead generation. I tried a couple other projects, but th- they didn't really go anywhere. I made like what, $4,400 with uh, website development and design, but I didn't really like that. I didn't like that. You know, it was too uh, technical. It was too just diving in and doing a bunch of repetitive tasks. With lead generation, you can like automate everything. You can hire a couple VAs to do the repetitive tasks that you don't like. That's another thing. I'll be able to employ my friends eventually. I love that. And uh, yeah, so it'd be uh, Levi and Gus. Those are the two killers that got me into this.
2: Great. And uh, what are the challenges you are facing? Because I I think you are just starting your business. uh, So you are in in the starting phase. So in in this phase, what challenges you are facing?
1: So this might be a little bit unique to me, but it's time. Um, I don't have a lot of time because, well, I work 12 to 16 hour days, nearly every day, 60 to 96 hour weeks. This is my only day off until for the next 16 days. This is a, this is my one day I get off of work. Um, and so that's my unique challenge is I need to build systems so I can actually get work done while I am not able to be physically present or like i can do it from my phone that is my own unique challenge but the thing with um lead generation is there's a couple different paths you can go you can go email marketing the path i'm going you could go uh, Hmm. cold calling you can go closing there's many different paths you can go Hmm. but it all comes down to this it's very easy to get into it and get started what's hard is actually being good and being able to provide the results for your clients that's the hard part right and that's what takes time to learn you need to be able to um you need to you need to like non-stop test and improve day after day after day you need to do a to b testing on all of your campaigns um and yeah it it comes down to being good at sales and writing as well for email marketing, because you need to be able to not only write a copy that will attract the attention of someone just seeing the subject line and the preview text, you need to be able to get their attention with that. You need them to open it and you need them to actually like read it, understand that you can provide value to them, right? Because you don't want to be one of those people that are like, Oh, I'll increase your revenue by a uh, hundred thousand dollars in ten days, or your money back. They, <laughs> those people—they don't know what they're talking about. They need to—you need to be specific, but you also need to provide actual, tangible results, and you need to build that trust. So, it, it takes a lot of work, and I'm—I'm I'm still not quite at the level I would like to be. Um, but I'm getting better every day. I'm getting better. I've only had one lead generation client, but uh, I ended up making him about 20 grand. Yep. And that was just one campaign. Yeah, that's good. Uh, good.
2: Every day, if you are if you're learning, if you're getting better, 1%, you are you're on a good track. So indeed. So in right now, uh, you are more towards just lead generation? Yes. Or you
1: are more towards maturing the lead? So, so what I do is I will take first, I will create a list of prospects, I will scrape Mm -hmm. it through Apollo, Um, I'll create a list of qualified leads. So these are people who will actually benefit by working with my client, right? Mm -hmm. So well, let's take for example, let's say I was working with a marketing agency, and I, I find these small SaaS companies, or these small companies, software companies, where there's only like two to three people working for them, the owner is basically doing sales, marketing, all of this stuff on their own. Well, Mm -hmm. that's why I would consider it a qualified lead because they they would save time and they would get more money if they were working with my marketing agency client, right? So Mm -hmm. I would add them to the list. I would scrape the leads. I'd look for people like that and then i would start by doing just a cold prospect and if they are positive if they respond positively then they go up like they're they're down another level of the funnel um that's when you would like manually be following up with them and you would try to get a call booked um if you can I, like i have when i started what i had to do is i would have to do more than just emailing them i wouldn't just respond via email i would hop on phone calls i would Um, I would talk to the prospects themselves, right? Because the way that I was able to actually get these sales is I understood specifically what my client was selling, how he does the work for the clients, what his clients need and what they get from working with him. And just understanding, like, that's the main thing that I would recommend to everyone getting started in this. You need to sit down with your clients and you need to understand their business almost as good as you understand your own, right? Because you're selling them, you need to know.
0: Right, so in terms of, if you're getting somebody on a lot of calls, for example, how would they like, you know, cause you mentioned time and things like that. So are you helping with the process of understanding their business or, cause you know, it's especially with like small teams, for example, like with us, right? It's like Cosme, for example, is, you know also doing sales but he's you know at the same time doing project management to make sure that, that the projects go smoothly so how, how are you able to make sure that if you're booking somebody on you know, 10 calls a day or whatever number that they're able to vet every single person on you know who they speak to
1: that's a good question so this is actually something i've struggled with uh if i'm being honest you can't really No, for sure. Like you can get the information that people post online. Like you'll see they're uh, like a C-level or an owner or a partner in a business, and you'll learn a little bit about them by their bios and their information they post online. But at the end of the day, um, until they are in that sales call, you won't know for certain um, if they actually have buying intent or not. But then it comes down to the client's uh, sales team because I don't do sales. I just generate the
0: leads and book the calls, right? So in terms of, you know, even like that you don't do sales, but I guess that you're working um, somewhat, because one thing you talk about is performance and things like that. Mm -hmm. So when you're working, I know you haven't done this for too long, but I don't know if you've studied trends, for example, in terms of for, like, I don't know if you, you know, watch ever Gary Vee, but he posted a video yeah. yesterday about how August is kind of a tricky month. Cause like a lot of people are on vacation. So do you look at those trends or like, what do you look for, you know, you know, month to month or quarter by quarter in terms of lead generation? So
1: it's actually surprising, but, um, trends don't actually play that big of a role. I, I know it sounds shocking to say, but there is genuinely so many potential clients out there that you don't need to really be too concerned about because well let's take for example let's take uh english-speaking country uh companies in north america there's about 30 to 40 million of those right and now let's break it down you want like marketing agencies there's definitely about 1.2 million of those in north america alone and now we can we can increase the range a bit because a lot of countries around the world in nato in the western hemisphere in europe they'll do business in english even some asian companies so there is genuinely so many people you can work with that trends like that don't really matter too much if you're good you can actually just get right around that man
0: that's awesome so you're in canada obviously but Do you work with people in which countries in Canada also, or the US or Europe or where most of your clients or people that you're at least talking to right now that will hopefully be your clients?
1: Yeah. So majority of my clients that I've been talking to and working with, they have all been in America because, well, surprisingly, what well let let me talk a little bit about my niche first so what i focus on is b2b service uh, businesses so things like marketing agencies or like um like a design studio something that will offer a service to other businesses that's my ideal client because that's where all the money is man um and i'll find like using a marketing agency as an example again there are so many american marketing agencies that I can't even count them all I have, like, in front of me, I have a list of uh, qualified prospects for myself. And it's about like, give or take 400,000. I have about 400,000 people right here I can reach out to that run marketing agencies in uh, North America. And most of them are American, mind you, most of them, uh, most of them are actually like based in looks like most California, New York. um, Yeah, yeah, most of them are American. I got some Canadians and a couple people from the UK and uh, the UAE. But uh, mainly right now, I'm focused on uh, North America because they're in the same general time zone as me. They generally are easier to work with because it's just my experience that I get along better with them. I can understand them better. I can hop into a call with them and just sort of sit there like and watch them do their work right because i've only had the one serious client but i've had a couple prospects where i've started the onboarding process though it didn't quite go through but yeah yeah i'd say i'd say most of them are like north american primarily canada usa some from mexico
0: so do you notice any differences between you know businesses in the us first canada for example yes. uh, yeah <laughs> Can you yes, share yeah share those things yeah i'm curious
1: so it's actually like an entire culture thing like they look at making money different so the way i've noticed in america this sounds weird to say but the business owners i have worked with who are american even though it sounds like a lie to say this but their primary end goal isn't just about making money it's about actually delivering good quality work. Like they wanna actually deliver something that they can be proud about. And that's my experience working with Americans. And I love that. I, I love that entire mentality. Man,
0: but for Canadians, like what's the difference with Canadians?
1: Well, Canadians are Canadians. I've lived and grew up here with them. Um the I've I've only had a meeting with this one Canadian and they were pretty cool. Don't get me wrong. Um, they were from Quebec. They were, they, they offered, um, it wasn't exactly a service. It was more of a product for other business owners. They, they built a system for them to manage it, Like think of like an in-house CRM. That's what they built. Right. And so I, I got into a call, I was working with this guy, but the thing is my experience is they like to micromanage. They don't let you do your job, right? I know I'm only speaking from one to two meetings here with other Canadians, but both of them have been like Karen level, where they're like, hey, what are you doing today? What's up? You know, where they just get up in there and they're nosy. I'm just like, let me do my work, man. You see, the one thing that I love about this is you can turn down bad clients. You can, there's so many potential people you can work with in lead generation because everyone needs it. You can just turn down clients like
0: that, man. Yeah, Cosmo always told me is like there's certain countries that he's just his experience, he's like, "Dan, just you know, cautioning you, Yeah, this is my experience about micromanagement, you know, and things like that." So I guess as of right now, you know, what is your top priority for your business? I mean, are you planning on exiting your healthcare job like what what where, when would you do that? And What, what is your plan for that?
1: Yeah, so I have a. I actually have a specific plan. Um, I have broken down every single step I need to get to seven figures ARR, Annual Recurrent Revenue. Um, and I know every single step I need to do take to get there. Now I just need to do it. So I'm starting this month by scaling, right? I'm buying 10 domains. So that gives me 20 more inboxes. So that means I can do give or take I'd say, I'd say I'd be able to do about two to four X the current scale of my campaigns. I'll be able to increase it. So I could be sending upwards of 50 to 70,000 prospecting, like cold emails a day, roughly. Um, but other than that, so here's, here's the game plan because I barely have like an hour a day to do this. What my step one is I scale by buying these domains. I create a lead list of, well, I already have that. Um, And then from there, I will start a campaign for myself. I'll start finding prospects because let's let's just do some math here for a second, right? Let's say I send out 70,000 emails, right? Let's say very conservatively, I only get a 0.1% booking rate. Everything I've done so far has been above 1% for my booking rates though. So I'm like, I'm actually killing it when it comes to that. Um, but let's say it's only 0.1% of 70,000. Now let's say 0.1%. That would be what? Like 250 people I could book a call with. And now let's say I sell two of those people. Well, the way I I price it is I have an initial setup fee to build the systems for them, right? Which is just $2,500. It's a flat us fee, a USD fee. And that's actually slightly below standard because I'm still starting out um, and then per qualified book lead, book to lead, because like if it's if it's a marketing agency as your client, when you get them a sale, they're going to be making thousands of dollars from that one client. So you'd you'd get them to pay you $100 or 200 per book to lead. You get them 10 leads a month. That's $1,000 right there on top of the 2500 they give you to set up. Right, so if I can, um, if I can just book two to three of those clients, I can replace my healthcare job. Right, so yeah, that, that's that's basically what it comes down to. I just had to do the math, and then you'll see.
2: Yeah, cool, cool. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm getting back yeah. uh, to the question uh, yeah. where we were talking about micromanagement. management. Mm-hmm. so <laughs> in, in micromanagement how do you avoid micromanaging and like how what do you think how we can we, we can avoid micromanagement
1: so well here's here's the thing well let's say for example i went to one of you guys and i'm like okay i want to hire you but then i'm trying to tell you how to do your job right you can't have that. So you need to set a hard boundary, right? You need to set that boundary, you need to, like, set it very early, because you explain to them what you do. um, And they need to trust you, you're the expert, right? You you're not, um, you're not just some, you know, amateur that doesn't know what he's doing, hopefully. I mean, I I still feel like I am, if I'm being honest. But um, yeah, it's, it's difficult because at heart i'm an introvert you know so having those conversations where it's like hey man you need to let me do my job um you can't be like hopping into a call with me like every hour every two hours expecting right things to change it takes time you need to build the systems you need to get the campaign sent out and you can't you can't have someone like looking over your shoulder because then they'll interfere with your work because like imagine this yeah. like imagine right now you guys are interviewing and then you have like some uh just imagine like a Joe Rogan or a Theo Vaughn just peering over your shoulder <laughs> just like are you podcasting right? <laughs> what are you up to? <laughs> right? Nice. <laughs> oh, <yeah.
2: laughs> nice. So uh how technology is helping you i believe obviously all of your mm-hmm. things are going on technology uh yeah. how your website is helping you and uh, how the how all the other related things are going on
1: yeah so uh technology is like the name of the game when it comes to email marketing right you need to have i, I recently ended up meeting this guy who's going to save me hundreds of dollars in the long term what he does is he completely sets up a. Google workspace for you, he sets up DMARC, you know, all the security stuff, everything you need, he'll set up a master inbox for you. So everything gets forwarded to a single inbox. So you don't need to be jumping between Mm -hmm. every single inbox to check the replies. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, technology is the name of the game. And then you need to use tools like Apollo to scrape leads instantly to send leads out. And recently, there's this, uh, there's this new tool that's been coming out that's in development. By uh, Andre from Client Ascension, it's called ListKit, and it takes a step out of the process, uh, process because you need to uh, you need to confirm the emails, right? Because you can't just be scraping the emails and assuming they're real. You could just be sending a campaign into the void. You need to make sure that the emails are actually verified that they're real emails before you send it out. So what ListKit does is it skips the entire process, it will only give you verified leads, right. And so you constantly have just absolute killers improving and creating new, uh, new software, and stuff like that, just to, you know, slightly improve the game a little bit, right. But verifying leads it used to take me hours it used to take me like genuinely hours because like as i said i have like for example right in front of me i have this lead list of like give or take a quarter million people i would have to go through and verify all of those that would take a long time that would take a very long time to do but having tools like listkit and uh findemail you know there's so there's so many good tools out there man um and then like take for example i'm i'm pretty sure we actually use this for setting up the uh, the event we used calendy right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. calendy that's yes. that's how you that's how you get calls booked for businesses you get them yeah. a calendy set up it's just that <laughs> right
0: exactly yeah. that's awesome so i guess william just to wrap What advice do you have for someone that was maybe in your position before you started your business who's thinking about starting a company, you know, and is not sure about making that jump. What advice do you have for them?
1: Just start, man. Listen, I'm like I'm 23. I work insane hours. I barely have any time to do this. If you have like three hours a day, you have more time than me and you can start and do this. I've, I've made like Well, as I said, I learned how to build websites at the start of the year and I made $4,400 right that that was my first project I didn't like it so I quit with lead gen i've made about 3300 ish so far, give or take 3300 roughly um but. You just got to start man because here's the thing if you don't start you're never going to get anywhere you're never going to actually take the first step you're always going to be stuck in tutorial purgatory just jumping from course to course YouTube video YouTube video without ever actually trying man. I'm telling you if you're watching this just start today no excuses right now.
0: Awesome. That's amazing. And if someone was going to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to find you? If you can share your Twitter handle or website.
1: Yeah, for sure. Reach out to me on Twitter at uh, William underscore stoic. That's uh, that's me right there. And man, this, this was actually a lot of fun. I I felt nervous going into this man, but Dan, you and Cassine, you guys are awesome. You made this. Yeah, I I like this. I'm going to do more podcasts. Yeah, you should, man.
0: And Thank you for coming on. It was great chatting with you.
1: Yeah, of course, yeah. man. I love this. Thanks. Thank you. And and we're uh, rooting for
0: you as well. Yeah, we're wishing you like the best of luck with your business. So,
1: you know I appreciate that, man. Right back at you guys. And uh well, yeah, I guess that's it. You guys yeah. have a good
0: evening. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yep. Thanks, yep. See ya. William. Bye. Bye-bye. Peace.